I, I want to go back. I want to talk about accuracy within our vocabulary, but I want to clean up something. I have this good friend, Deacon and Karen McGill, who called to my intention a teaching of mine from back in 09. And they were we were visiting with them the other night over FaceTime, and, and they told me what I said, and I thought, now that wasn't the point of that teaching, but I'll go back and listen to it. And sure enough, they were right, I had said that. So I, I want to clarify, take things to a higher level on the accuracy of our vocabulary. In our presentation of the things of God, and this is, you know, Sam Sullivan always tells me, Doug, you got to take yourself more serious. You got to take yourself more serious. I'm saying to y'all, we have to take ourselves very serious in our presentation of the, of the things of God. But I want to say to you, to begin with, and this, is, this will be the foundation, and you'll understand this as I bring it out more. <clears throat> I, tell my, I, I tell our management team routinely that we are not communicating until you hear what I think I said, or I hear what you think you said. We are not communicating until you hear what I think I said. So there can, be a, there can be a problem in the words I use, and there can be a problem in the way you hear things. So I want, I want to lay some stuff out to you. We know we, <clears throat> we recognize that we are created body, soul, and spirit, that there's three parts to us. I think we would all agree it's easy to see that there is a natural realm, a spiritual realm, and then there's an eternal realm. And when we're talking about eternal things, it's where we're, it's very likely, very easy with our limited vocabulary to inadequately describe something, to use words that really don't measure up. When you talk about the glory of God, our language does not possess words sufficient to really talk about His glory. The you know, closest we get is omnipotent, omnipresent, you know, words like that. But even those don't cover the full glory of God. And so, and I've, I've said before, <coughs> if you're talking about an eternal matter and you make reference to gender, you're wrong. Because in the eternal realm, we're neither male nor female. So there's no such thing as a gender in the eternal realm. When we talk about what, one of the things that is present there is father and son. Our father who art in heaven and his son. But we are all sons, but we're neither male nor female. So we're genderless in, in the eternal realm. If you speak about marriage in the eternal realm, in the case of uh, being Nancy and I being together in the eternal realm, that's inadequate or inaccurate. We don't we neither marry nor give in marriage. We're like the angels. There is none. But <clears throat> now here comes down to the thing that I, <laughs> I was saying that night. If I talk about my family. More than likely, y'all are going to think about Nancy and I, Cody and Cheyenne, Adam and Stephanie, and my four grandkids. If I use the word, if I tell you, if I want to talk to you about my family. 
that's, that's who y'all would make reference to. If I talk to you about my spiritual family, who would you think of? Who's my spiritual family? And how does that get defined? If I talk about, if I use the term, the family of God, who do you think of? And what do you think of? And when you think of the family of God, how many generations are there? What do y'all think? How many generations in the family of God? One. Everybody is a son of God. We're all we're singularly generational. We're in Christ, we're found in Christ in the presence of God, but we're one generation. Everybody is a brother. He's not what makes him not ashamed to call us his brother. So there's only one generation. Now, if I'm talking to a person whose thinking tends to be more worldly, and I say the family of God, they may see multiple generations. And that's where I'm talking about we're not communicating until they hear what I think I said. The truth is this, and this is what Deacon Karen brought up to me. I made a statement in that teaching that in the Old Testament, the word family is really only used one time and it's misinterpreted, mistranslated. The Hebrew word there, the more accurate translation would be clan. God is building his nation from households, to clans, to tribes, to a holy nation, into a kingdom. In that kingdom is one generation, father and son. So the family of God is that single generation. <clears throat> in scripture several times, there is a Greek word, genos, that's used that speaks of the descendants of someone. And there is a Hebrew word that speaks of the descendants of someone, like the descendants of Abraham. So the real problem comes in, and I don't want to be a vocabulary Nazi. That's not the, the point in that. And that's what I heard about myself when, that's what I was hearing myself say previously, but I do want us to be careful in how we describe and do these things, how we say these things. Um, it's not wrong to say the family of God. It may be less accurate than if you said the clan of God or my, you know, the clan that I belong to. There's more accuracy in clan, but even in our language, that word carries enough miscommunication with it. You know, you have to be careful. So we, depending on who we're talking to and where we're speaking and whatever understanding they have, we need to be accurate with our, our vocabulary. Uh, I hear, <laughs> this has always been, I, I, we should never describe the eternal under a natural term. Uh, I've had people try to call her mama, my spiritual mama. Inaccurate term. No such thing 
as a spiritual mama. Because she's a part of me, she can be part of your spiritual father, but she's not your spiritual mama. Nobody's my spiritual papa. Nobody's my spiritual daddy. Our Father who art in heaven. That's why Jesus gave him the honor due him. If we use the term daddy, pops, you know, different things like that, everybody has their own, uh, everybody has their own distinction between what's a father and what's a daddy. Uh, so that's why I would never pray uh, to our daddy who art in heaven. Because it's, an, it's a more of a naturalized term. A, to use uh, Vicki Wieson's term, a domesticated term. So I would never pray to, oh dear pops in heaven. It just wouldn't, or grandpa in heaven. How would be that name? That just doesn't, doesn't work up. Because those are very uh, domesticated natural. Uh, terms used of something of the natural. Jesus said, our Father, all of our fathers who art in heaven. We, we speak of in Scripture of a spiritual father, a, someone who God will give you to nurture your spirit, to father your spirit in the likeness of God. We were created in His image and likeness. So we, we as the spirit in us will father the spirits in others with the character and nature of God. That's, that's the role that that thing should have. So it's not, it's not wrong, as I said in that teaching that day, it would, I, I left the impression, and, and I think I even said it, that it'd be inaccurate or wrong to use the word family when we're talking about this spiritual family. That, that's not necessarily accurate, and for that, I, that's what I want to clear up. There is a more accurate way to describe it. I don't, maybe we should say the spiritual family of God because that term spiritual then takes, takes care of male and female, takes care of multiple generations. You know, if we understand what happens in eternity and what happens in the spiritual realm by using the term spiritual family of God or the spiritual house of God or our spiritual household or our spiritual clan, we would more accurately represent the truth about that, that situation. We, could, we hopefully could remove some of the confusion that would come from domesticating a term such as family or father or brother or sister. You know, all of these terms that have some level that we use day in and day out not necessarily with spiritual reference, but we will also use them in a spiritual reference. We need to clarify it by, by identifying which one of these three realms, uh, natural, spiritual, or eternal, that we're speaking about. And when we're speaking about the eternal, for the benefit of the hearer, we need to help the hearer see, hear what we think we're saying. And I think that's where the, the real failure comes. We don't always, uh, we know what we're saying. I, I've got, uh, there's another one I've got. I've got some people very special to me who really have a hard time with the term corporate man. And corporate man's not something that's in scripture, but it's something that's in 
the circle of people who love God. The scriptures refer to it as the body of Christ. Now, the, myself and others included who use that term corporate man, we are talking about one thing made up of many parts. We know full well what we're saying, without a doubt. doesn't confuse us at all. But there are many people who come to me and say, that just doesn't register with me. I cannot, that does not sit well with me. <clears throat> that, I, now, here's my assumption. I think what they're hearing is the incorporated man, not the corporate man. We use the term corporate corporation, incorporated. <clears throat> That's the domesticated version of this. So they think of a group, <coughs> a man who's been <laughs> authorized by the state of Nebraska in, with a doctrine of incorporation. And that, that's kind of what conjures up in their mind. Once again, it's not wrong to say the corporate man, but there's probably a better and more accurate description when we say the many-membered body of Christ. That would be much more accurate. Be less likely to get it confused or less likely to misunderstand it. So my encouragement both to myself and to all of you based on, uh, if you go back and listen to that teaching of mine from Cloudcroft in 2009, I think it shows up on the website in 15, but I did it in 2009. I was speaking very clearly about uh, a mistake I had made in viewing relationships with spiritual sons and trying to take a role that was inappropriate as a natural father or allowing them to see me in that way. And it always caused a problem. But I did bring out this thing that they pointed out, and I discouraged the use of the word family when talking about our, fam our spiritual family and the family of God. That's, it's not wrong to use that term by any means. The more accurate term would probably be clan, but probably the better way would be if you're talking spiritual family, you identify it as your spiritual family. That's what we're talking about. Or your natural family, if that's what you're talking about. Knowing full well that your spiritual family is a single generation of all the believers in God. That's what God's house is made of. The house of God is a single generation of one father and all sons in who elders have been given a responsibility of fathering one another, but there's one, our Heavenly Father, and His sons. So, I want to correct where I was, where I was unclear and possibly even wrong <laughs> in that thing, in the way I presented that thing, to help you understand. Family's not a bad word, but it, you need to make sure your hearers, if you're going to use the word family, understand which family you're talking about. Okay? Thoughts? Comments? Everybody good? Y'all all good? Okay. See y'all next week. Oh, let me say this. Uh, we are... I, I want to just publicly thank Tommy and Mickey Hicks and everything they do for us on our videos, our websites, and all of that. They're entering a new uh, phase of life. They're going to hit the road. They got bit by the Willie Nelson bug, and they're going on the road again. 
Uh, they and their son Story are heading out with a, an extremely nice RV trailer and pickup, and Tommy will go where his work needs to be done and where the Lord leads them to go, and they'll live in their RV for a season. And so uh, Adam News is going to fill in for him on the camera. We're going to upload the teachings to Tommy, and he'll uh, do his editing to make Adam and I's mistakes look good, and, and, and they'll, they'll continue to come up on the web, but we, Tommy, we so appreciate all that you've done for us and for the body of Christ and for our family of God, our spiritual family of God, for our clan, everything, all of the above. We really do appreciate you, and thank you for everything you've done. Amen. Okay. All right. See you guys soon.